Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Aiden Meets Interesting People. Good of me, sticking a few together, um, using my school holidays to get a few out to you. And I found myself here in uh, someone's shed. Uh, looks like a bit of a, uh, a home brew setup. So I want to introduce you to Sam Munro. Okay, how you going? Founder? What are you, a founder or a co- Yeah, co-founder. Owner? Co-founder? Yeah. Co-founder, co-director. Of? Um, Middle Island Brewing Co. Middle so, Island yeah, Brewing Warnable. Company. Warnable's yep. own own brewing company. Yes, own brewing company, and um, <laughs> yeah, don't we? All um, home brewers at heart, and we're coming yeah. together, and let's uh, we press play. So Sweet, right? We'll, we'll we'll get to how this has all come about. I remember um, my very first episode of Aiden meets interesting people. I did a, an episode with Taylor Ralph, who's a, a motorbike racer, lives yep. here in Warnable, and. Uh, her garage where we did it was full of motorbikes. There was heaps of them and it was and, and trophies and leathers and all this sort of stuff. And I, I yep. remember saying to her, is this your happy place? That was my opening question. And I feel like this could be your happy place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is uh, Simon Adams Shed. He's a co, co-founder, and co-director, and um, we've done a few brews in here together. But yeah, something similar like this at home. Um, as well and yeah our sheds are our happy places absolutely <laughs> right so we're in simon adams his, simon adams, his yep. shed yep. um and he he's been brewing stuff for a long time so he, he's a, a, a co-owner of, yep. of uh of yeah. middle island brewing company he's is been, it just the two of you ah uh, there's there's um three families we've three got, families we've got the adams um the Howes, and the munros right so there's um yeah six six couple oh six six people three couples and um three families yeah we've um come together to create the dream so right couldn't have done it by ourselves so it's like yeah. his dad and your dad and we're yeah. all in, into it together or what um so um the house have been brewing beer for 20 years um off and on uh, throughout their time um the adams have been brewing um since the 40s um yes with um carolyn's um dad who started the um, the Australian um, Amateur Brewing Association? Back yeah, in so 72. Carolyn and Carolyn and Simon, that's whose yep. whose house we're in now. That's right. And, and Carolyn's dad. Carolyn's dad. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about him slightly off air. Yeah. Uh, fill us in just just um, quickly. You've got so some info there. It's good. His name's um, Gordon Clark, and yeah, he pioneered um, home brewing in Australia. Um, his brewing since the um, the tax was actually brought in, but yeah, he um, he's pioneered a lot of home brewing and. Um, bringing it to um, a wider order, wider audience. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, hats off to... He was, a, he was a bit of a rebel, wasn't he? Yeah, trailblazer, absolutely. Because <laughs> what, you, what you were reading out, if you can find it again, read it out, um, the, the dates where yeah. um, pro, pro, the prohibition of home brewing stopped so, in the 70s. Or um, he's, there's a, he created a poem, but it, it's, it goes back to saying he's been brewing beer since 49, but... Yes. Um, uh, in 30 years of brewing prior to when the uh, legislation got passed, yeah, in 73, he was um, then became president from 70, uh, 72 of the Australian Amateur Brewers and then straight in, yeah, until um, he relinquished, relinquished his role um, in, in, the, uh, in the 80s. So yeah, he passed it on, right. passed the baton on. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then Simon picked it up off, off his dad? Who, who, yeah, and off, then, yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Simon's been brewing off and on for I think twenty years, and we've really stepped up our game. Um, Simon did it, especially uh, in the last five. Yeah. Um, going from kitten kilos to all grain brewing, which is um, okay. the. I have um, no idea what that means. So kitten that, kilos. So kitten kilos is where you get an extract and you add some sugar. Kitten, as in a like kit. a baby cat. No, as a, oh, okay. as, as a kitten. <laughs> 
But yeah, when you talk quick like I do, um, yeah, it does. <laughs> kit and kilo. Kit okay. and kilo. Um, okay. And then, yeah, all grain, which is, um, yeah, what everyone would know what beer um, is in its true form. Yes. So, um, yeah, he's been doing it for, for quite a while now. Um, he's collected a lot of great gear as well. To, yeah, we'll get um, to the gear. Cool, yeah. impressed. And yeah. then, um, yeah, I've been doing it since 2019. Right. Okay. So this this... Probably the reason you're on the podcast is because I didn't know that we worked together, but I didn't yep. know you were a, uh, a, a home brewer or a, or a, yeah. a brewer. Yep. You probably have stepped out from the home brew label now. I feel yeah. like if you've, got, if you've got your own label in four beers, yeah. <laughs> you can probably stop. I can stop calling you a home brewer. But uh, you, you told me that, yeah, you bought a home brew kit yeah, two, in 2019 for yep, Christmas. For Christmas. So right before we knew what was going to happen with COVID. Yep, absolutely. And Within that time, including the fact that we've had COVID, you've uh, <laughs> you've um, built up this yeah. company yep. that already has four beers or whatever. That's such a rapid rise. Um, yeah, it's it's unreal actually. Because <laughs> think about yeah, starting brewing at Christmas time in 2019, our first four beers that we made with uh, my wife Camille, they sucked. Um, yeah, yeah, but got a lot of people happy, and um, with with slowly but surely got better and better and better at it and then we pressed play during that first lockdown on actually buying a um an all grain um machine so similar to what simon has here and got turning from you know, going grain to glass so right. um trying to brew beer in its purest form and um had a few friends that go you should you should open a brewery you know this is okay really so the first four were yeah. garbage yeah, first the four. Fifth one, when you sort of upgraded a yeah, little bit. They go, that's actually a lot better. Yeah, um, palatable. You, yeah, they gave you a pat on the back. And then I think I think the first three recipes that I created off um, other beers that and other styles that we really liked, people go, actually, that's really nice. Yeah. Can, you, can you make me some? So during lockdown... You know, we're making beer and leaving it on front doorsteps. So, you know, doing, oh, the, doing right. the right You're thing. Oh, right. You're a good lockdown friend to have. Yeah, yeah. that was good fun. And um, <laughs> no, that was really good. So um, it gave gave us something to do during lockdowns, but also um, ability to kind of switch off from what is happening on the outside world to just going back to doing something very, very simple like um, cooking and making, um, yeah. making delicious things that we can consume. And you were able to get all those ingredients sort of sent to the house and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And they were oh, still delivering. Yeah. Very, very lucky that the deliveries were still rolling and got really good relationships with um, home brew stores as well. So they, um, yeah, they now, now know who we are as um, as Middle Island, but they um, they certainly remember us as customers through the um, through the lockdowns. And yeah, it's great to have those relationships. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. All right. So the what. Talk to me about the brewing process then. So you get your kit in 2019. Yep. You need some water. You yep. need some yeast, hops, and yeast, yep. and time, and time, and right? Time, not, yeah. the, not the herb, but the actual. No, yeah. No. Well, you can add time if you really can want. You? you can. Oh, yeah, you can we'll add. We'll make a recipe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, how, how, what's the what's the process? So for for us now with grain, we we kind of look at uh, um, we get a percentage of a base a base malt. So um, for instance. For our Southern Ocean Ale that we've got out, we've got Pilsner um, as our base, and then we throw some specialty through that with some wheat and some oats and other little bits and pieces. Um, and yeah, you, you're kind of grabbing all the sugars and the starches and all the proteins from the from that when you add water at a certain temperature, and then you play around with hops 
timings as well when you add the hops to the boiling um, wort they call it yeah and then add it to fermentation add a special yeast that creates a different flavor profile set it to what simon's got here to a certain temperature he's bringing his down so it's finished fermentation so he's there's a batch that. in there there's yeah. a batch in there yeah. right is that is that any of the one that's not any of the four beers you've got now though is um, it or is this an is, yeah, this is probably a. Um, this is one that we're potentially gonna. Oh, this could be. A, could be the yeah. fifth beetle. Yeah, it could be. It right. Could be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, like, a little, little, um, we'll, a little tester. In yeah, there. we'll yeah. always be home brewers first, and you know, big brewers yeah. second. So I think um, until the big brewers, we're, we're doing that um, more often. Then yeah, we'll have to come home brewers second. But um, <laughs> at the moment, yeah, all our trial batches have been like this, and then we invite people around to try it and see what they think and. Sweet, yeah. 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 All right, so you, so you mucked around with the the recipes of so there's recipes out there for beers that already exist. Yep. And so you grab those and you go, oh, wouldn't it be good if it had a little bit more of this? Absolutely. Wouldn't it be better if it had a little bit less of that? Or what what would happen if we put it in for a bit longer? Yeah. And then and then people taste it and go, actually, that's really good. Yeah. So it's it, it they are your own recipes, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Right. So you you can't really paint in a recipe, but or a style, but you can yeah. definitely someone who's trailblazing in that area of of um, brewing. So you look at Bolter with their XPAs and um, their lighter style beers, like they've set set trends. Same with Coopers with their pale ales. Yeah. Um. Like, and um. Oh, who was is it? Yeah, Pacific Ale from up at Stone and Wood. Do those companies? They, because they want to remain, um, I guess, they don't want people to come in and copy their things. Do they have yep. access to hops that you just can't get? Um, they do they just have a monopoly on them? They definitely have contracts and stuff like yeah. that. Um, which is, yeah, when you've got the money to do that. And they actually grow their own hops as well. So they can, um, So if you can purchase land, you can obviously yeah. grow your own. Um, but it is a lot of time and effort. Um but yeah, with home brewing, we're able to access a lot of hops, and and on the scale that we use it, um, it's pretty available. So yeah, 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 because um, yeah, those hop companies they still want to make some money on the yeah. on the side without the big boys. But yeah, <laughs> like they feed the um, the home brew craze, and then you know there's a lot of breweries that have started because of home brewing. So probably most of them would yeah. start because of it. So so which yeah. which one? Go through. What is this beer, by the way? Because um, I want to drink it, but I feel like we should talk about it first. Um, you've got a, a pale ale there from Ooh. from Simon. That's um, oh, this is just a, a, a yeah a different mix. I'll a different it. mix. Yeah. I like pale ales, by the way. So you've, yeah. you've chosen well. Um, so it's Simon just playing around with um, timing, um, different malts added together with a different hop variety that we've probably used or yeah everything, and it's just coming up with a concept and seeing what works and what doesn't, and you know that's potentially what we'll do as homebrewers forever. And that's what big breweries do. They pilot test, they put a little keg on and see if people buy it. If yeah. it works and they get good feedback, they go, right here, let's play. Yeah, press let's, go, play. let's go, let's go yeah. big. I've got the Guardian in front of me and that came about during lockdown with just wanting a, a, a sessionable beer that's not high in ABV, but big, big flavors. So that's the mid-strength that's one, the isn't mid-strength, it? That's the mid-strength, yeah. yeah. So, um, and the best feedback we've had is it doesn't taste like a mid-strength so um, that's yeah. Well, funnily enough, we were having a few beers on yeah. uh, Sunday night, and I reckon I was through about three of them before you even pointed it out that you know that's yeah. a strength. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's uh, you wake up a little bit better, but um, yeah. I yeah. know I finished it off with about nineteen cc <laughs> until I can. So 
<laughs> yes, no, you, you enjoy a treat afterwards, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But no, um, like we're, we're proud as punches of what we've been able to create. And yeah. our, um, our, one of our uh, um, experimental beers that we've done with um, the Get Shucked Oyster Stout, that's got, um, that's got real oysters unshucked in right. the beer. Right, okay. Now, I had that question written down and then I deleted it because I thought it sounded ridiculous. But mm. I was sort of scrolling through your Facebook page and most people that I interview have extensive Facebook pages, but your company is so young. Mm. Uh, it really helped me because it was only a year old. So yeah. that was great. But it's sitting there, yeah, like oysters straight from the pier and into the kettle or something. Yep. And I'm like, yep. surely not, yep. really. But it is. Um, we got up at five o'clock, drove to Port Arlington, got oysters, drove back to Prickly Moses where we brewed it <laughs> and straight in. It was, um, yeah, unreal. And some of the faces of um, the staff that were working on the day, um, they were putting yeah. like live seafood into the yeah, kettles. Yeah, they were a bit perplexed, but um, it was it was all good fun. And um, are there any other beers that do that? Um, any other? Yeah, companies? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of different things people are putting into their beers, um, mussels and all sorts. Like if you want okay. that, um, that you know, a bit of a salty kind of finish, which is what we're after with the get shucked, um, and it does the the shells of the. Um, um, of the oysters actually do help clean the beer up a little bit as well instead of adding other um, like thinning agents. So it kind yeah. of yeah, cleans the beer as it goes. But okay. you, you also get the salty um, brine from the um, from the oyster when it pops open at about 80 degrees. So it was um, pretty amazing. <laughs> it sounds like an experiment that could just go horribly wrong. Absolutely. Like you pour it out and go, like, do you want to test it? No, yeah. like, you test it first. I don't yeah. want to test that. Absolutely. So... Um, <laughs> So the Howes have brewed this beer and um, have won awards with it at a homebrew level. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So knowing that it actually was successful um, and when we, when we came together, we were like, yep, they've got a beer that is going to do well for us as a stout. In, right, in so this cook. one was made before sort of Middle Island yeah, company yep, existed. Yep, and yep. They've had, we've got one in the shed here. Yeah, that's good. yeah. absolutely. So oh, we, cool. Yeah, we, um, we've all kind of brought a little recipe that we, um, we all love. Yeah. And so... With the three of us, we combined and we made the the Southern Ocean Ale um, together, and then we've all kind of played around with our own little homebrew recipes that we've brought. And then, yeah, Simon with his Howling Heffy, myself with the Guardian, and then yeah, the Howls with the um, the Get Shucked. So it's um. Oh, I see how this works. Yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. So yeah, yeah, like the beer that you're drinking at the moment um, with the pale, like that's one of the ideas that we've got next that we want to bring out. But we want to do like our own. Middle Island Brewing Co. homebrew competition. We run with a concept and we all make the same sort of beer. And um, then we invite people in. There's a you know, blind tasting. Ah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, the people's beer. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> the so, people's choice. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it's those type of things that, because we are homebrewers first, we yeah, try to um, stay true to that kind of um, feel and yeah. let people kind of decide what beer kind of that they they like and they taste from us and yeah release that so perfect idea yeah it's yeah, great to do it so the um so you basically build and trial beers using this smaller sort of setup yep and you've got one similar at your house yep, yep. okay but not as neat and tidy so we came here instead yes absolutely <laughs> um so we'll talk about what what we're actually looking at in a minute because look they look yeah they look really cool yeah um yeah. but like you so you trial it and then you, I mean you guys obviously can't can the amount of beers that you're selling now. So no. how, how what's the canning 
and, and transport process and all that that yeah. you guys have to go through now? Um, so we've been very, very lucky that um, of the two breweries that we've brewed out of, um, one, which is East, Co- uh, East Bendigo Brewery, they've got their own canning line. So okay. it, it doesn't travel very far f- between where it gets produced to where it gets fermented, where then it gets um, canned up. So it's only got to travel 10 metres between right. each thing. And then whereas Prickly Moses, they, we, um, we've employed a mobile canning line to come in. They back into it from a, from a van, oh, really? unload, yeah. and they can it there and then pack up and they go home. So that's the way we've released our beers so far. Yeah, so sometimes you get it canned yeah, here the, and sometimes there. Yep. And that's all what, just... Pretty much, yeah. Contract based and, and yeah. finance based, like sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. with um, when we press play on a brew, yeah, it, it, um, yeah, we can't bring it back here to can. So no. we um, we um, we do it through other companies, and yeah, until we can be big enough and we can pour it ourselves at our own venue, then um, yeah, that'll be the dream. Yeah. But, um, Oh, so the goal is to actually brew it and can it in your own place? Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. yeah, so something like this, but, you know, but yeah. 100 times bigger <laughs> and a little bit, yeah, shiny. So more sheds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's, that is the dream. But um, for now, we're, we're absolutely wrapped that we can do what we do today to day and be able to play on the weekends with, um, yeah. with, a, with a passion. What, so. sort of, what sort of volume are you doing at the moment? Are you, are you brewing these in equal volumes or um, is one more popular than others? Or? Yeah, we've, we've probably um, hit a sweet spot with a couple of styles. Like we've got the mid-strength ale that's um, been really popular. The Heffy, the Howling Heffy um, is a German Hefeweizen wheat beer and it's yeah. um, the Australian public are probably yet to tap into that market, I think. Yeah, but, I used to drink wheat beers a lot, but overseas, yeah, yeah not so much here. Yes, so yeah. uh, it's a gorgeous beer, but I think um, people not knowing Hefeweizen as as such, they are, they might not go to that style just yet. But I think um, you put that on a paddle, and everyone's going to go, "Oh, that's actually really nice. That's I'll go, one, yeah. I'll go have one of those." Yeah. Um, and right, the same, so you're, yeah. sell, you're making less of that one at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. yeah. So we're probably about to press play again on our Southern Ocean and the Guardian um, yep. in the next um, two two so months, ready for summer. Um, and with the stout being a cooler month kind of um, style of beer, um, we did a 1,000 litres in April, so that'll hopefully carry us through to excuse me, the end of winter and possibly into summer, depending on um, um, how much beer gets sold yeah, through these school sell. holidays and... Um, and venues that are yeah, starting to pop up, so which um, that are taking us on. So yeah, more su- more suppliers. Yeah. Right. So what's the if, if you want um, if you want a bunch of beers, you say I want uh, you know two thousand liters of Southern Ale yep. ready yep. for summertime. Yep. When do you have to start organising all of that? What's the um, so we're in June right now, about to turn into July, right. and I'm looking at um, potentially brewing in the next three, four weeks and right. even into eight weeks. So that's that window. But because we're contracting Gypsy Brewing out, we're at the mercy of the breweries that are actually doing their own beers and other... Right. And So we've got to try and fit into their schedules. Fit, yeah, so Gypsy Brewing is yeah. the one in... Is that the Prickly Moses one? No. So yeah, we're Gypsy Brewing out of there. So... Yeah. Gy- um, that, oh, you're Gypsy Brewing. Yeah. That's the term. That's the term, used yeah. Used for yeah. their brewery, your beer. Yeah. And they make, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. so sorry, I thought it was the name of a company. No, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault. Um, yeah, so we're we're just um, just waiting for the nod and a bit of time, and then from there we kind of get all the the cogs in motion, and um, we look at how to we look at talking to labelling. 
kegs companies so we can press play on getting them sorted before um, the the canning day or the day that the um, fermentation's finished so it can get um, transferred into kegs for consumption. So yeah. um, we kind of work, you got to work backwards um, of when the end day would be, would come up. And yes. then that, so that gives you the lead time yeah. and, um, for the finished product, but um, but also the setup where how long is it going to take for all your ingredients to get to the brewery as well. So Right, it's got to be, yeah. So you order the ingredients in yeah, and yep. say this is like, we're delivering the yep. I don't know, yep. 400 kilos of hops or whatever. Yep. It'll be here on the 17th. Yep. And you guys will be able to get started on the 18th because it's all here. Yeah. But you've got to organise that. They don't do that. Um, depending on who, who um, we're contracting with, they, yeah. um, they say, all right, we can source it through our own, um, yep. our own connections. Yep. Um, you know, but it, it, again, it's, it's just a cost that gets put onto the end or we, we can kind of control that cost a little bit by sourcing different things. And if we like a certain type of grain that they don't normally use, yeah, we, have, yeah. Yeah, we kind of will um, go, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how you, how you brew it. Let's go um, down this, this direction. Yeah. And we go and source all those ingredients. But at the moment, we're very happy with um, what the breweries have been able to do. Yeah. They've kind of sourced a lot of stuff themselves for us. And... Um, we're probably getting more comfortable with actually sourcing all yeah. of those stuff ourselves. Trusting them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trusting that so, they're going to do it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the, on the I guess, trusting them too, it's, do, are you up there periodically while this brew is going to check on it? Or do you just go, right, If as long as you put in X number of kilos of this and 80 litres of that, yep. I know what's going to come out at the other end? Or do you go like, yeah. oh, I better check on this because I don't um, trust them. <laughs> No, I absolutely trust them. Absolutely. Good, good thing to say. Yeah. They watch this. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, guys, if you're watching, thank you. Yes. Um, um, but no, um, because we absolutely love it. Mm. Um, it's something that we love to do at home. Um, to do it on a, such a big scale is just an absolute novelty oh, so for us. quite happy to go. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so we're up there chatting away and learning how they do it and, this and, and yeah, learning how to go from... 21 litres to 2,000 litres. Yeah. Um, it's not a great big, um, in, ter- in terms of jump, it's not a big, big jump, but yeah. it's just more moving parts. Um, so learning how to use the system um, um, and each brewery is different. So it's, yeah, it's great to learn as much as we can before we press play on um, going to the next step, which is doing it ourselves in our own shop. But at the moment, it's, yeah, we love going up there and helping out you know, we're the ones in there scraping out all the grain from the from the mash tons because Oh really? You yeah. put the apron on and get in. Yeah, we get in there, we get involved and yeah. you know, we've we've put hops and we've we put the oysters in and for the get shucked and we did everything. But when it comes to the um the other end, um, with packaging, we love being there and helping out with whatever we can do. But uh, there are certain things that we can't do yet because we don't know how to do that. Yes. But we go there to learn and then they show us how to do it and I think the, um, the best thing about the brewing and the beer industry is that everyone is just so passionate about it and they love it and yeah. they love sharing what they what they know and so I, th- I think um, that's one reason why we're, we're we're doing what we're doing is because people have been so open with us and so kind that we were able to come in and and join in on along the way so it, yeah it keeps the enthusiasm up absolutely. Yeah, very good. How's your how's your guardian going? You got you got somewhere to be after this, so you're on the you're on the mid strength. I'm on the mid strength. Yeah, I'm going to go visit um, a brewery over in Mount Gambia and and um, chat to them. Yeah, um, yeah, Kylie, 
out at um at Woolstore Brewery. Woolstore? Yeah. yeah, it's um. Are you, you going to try and get your beers into there, or no, you no, brew just, out of there? Just uh, maybe. Just, just but yeah, okay. but just um just go meet visit. and greet meet and greet and go chat to them. They're doing a brew today, so um just go and watch and say good day. And that's probably the best thing about it is people come and go during breweries, even when they're not open, just to check it out and say hi and build yeah. those friendships up. So yeah, it's um it's awesome. <laughs> good idea. So what's in the in the pipeline for Middle Island Brewing Company? I don't know how much you're allowed to say. There's um, a couple of experimental things in the in the in the here, but yeah, um yeah, if you, what's like what? What would be next? So, non-alcoholic beers are really popular. Yeah, Any, absolutely. Um, well, the mid strength. Looked at that or not really? I, th- I think to go down that road, we need you need a bit more infrastructure as well oh, okay. to do it properly. Yeah, um, yeah. But we've had a dabble at it, and we're pretty happy with the result. But yeah, um, it's what's, what's the, so the actual alcohol comes. Is, so the alcohol in beer comes from the yeast and the sugars that you put in. Yeah, right. So if you make it non-alcoholic. Yep, um, it's you, not just just don't put yeast there because obviously it doesn't work. So no, so you got to you kind of do it as a as a second there's a second um, process that happens after you you ferment out first. Oh, so then okay. you you um you, I'm not all over what happens next, but um yeah, I th- there's a few extra little bits and pieces that you've got to do. Right, so a non-alcoholic beer would start off alcoholic. Yep. and then you burn the alcohol off somehow. Yeah, that's works. right. So it's not okay. like dilution through water. It's not dilute, but um. <laughs> But yeah, it, there's, there's yeah. numerous moving parts that you've like got to be able to... Like a beer cordial or something. Yeah. <laughs> you just make the flavour, add some water and send it off. Absolutely. I that... have so. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, okay, so, but, but no no grand plans through that. So what, what would be uh, the grand plans? If uh, I was to look back at Middle Island Brewing Company in a year's time, what would I see? I think what you'd see is um, our beer um, well received in, the, in our local area and um, probably the demand f- to go yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, where over this summer we feel like we could probably um, that chance for growth is definitely there and I think um, in some of the venues that we're in we're very very lucky that there is um, a lot of say people at, it should see a lot of people people should see us a lot more yeah. and the potential for more um, sales for us but at the moment that sale is um, all about building relationship with customers as well so building a, a brand that is reputable but trusted and also you know fun and inviting for everyone so yeah we want to be a part of the um the the reason why people come to Warnable to um, yeah, okay. to holiday so visit us as well just offer something just that little bit different as well yeah all right more <laughs> more beers in the line or um i absolutely but to yeah, my, yeah to if we were to open a brewery tomorrow we would have eight beers on tap oh okay without yeah. without even question but to market um we, you need space yes and you'd be competing against yourself if you're in cafes um trying to get sell eight different beers yes four is a really good number especially come winter time summer we'll probably be pushing around that three as well um potential for a third um new release yeah. Bit of fun and a bit of buzz, couple oh, summertime, yeah. and right. yeah, try and run a few events through different um, different venues, um, especially mm. when the warmer weather is on. It's um, yeah, it's but the main aim at the moment yeah. is to build what you've already yeah yeah, yeah. So just yeah you've hit it hard for the last year yep and then build what you've got and then worry about the yeah the growth of bit. So how what's the 
the reach of Middle Island Brewing Company. Um, so right now we're... Be- forest. Beers in Forest? Beers in Forest. Far, yeah. We've got beer over in Portland, yeah. all the way to Lawn and um, up to Ararat and Caston and back down. So utilising people that we know and um, also people giving us a go as well. So we're yeah. absolutely wrapped with, um, especially the people that are a little bit further away from us. Um for instance, like Caston and Ararat, that through you know connections through family, similar to over with um, our relationships we've got with Camperdown as well. Like there's um, family connections through there, and people have just been so enthusiastic towards us, getting us on in their stores. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're even up in Darlington as well, up at the Elephant the Bridge. The Elephant, yeah. Yeah, and like that place is just oozing with charm it's really nice yeah. it's beautiful yeah. and to see our beer up there as well it's just um, oh, that's cool it's a bit they give me a reason to stop on my way to Melbourne oh, we've always <laughs> said that that place is just the most picturesque pub in yeah, Australia yeah I went there straight after I can't remember the girl's name that the, the, the lady's name that um, renovated it I know it's just been recently resold so, yeah I want to say Karen, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. But we did a couple of comedy nights up there. And yep. She just wanted like free comedy for the locals, <laughs> like the farmers, to get them back into the pub and give yeah. them a laugh because she said, you know, times had been tough. And Very tough. Else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, cool little joy. We did one inside in the bar there, and one yep. out in the beer garden as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, really cool. No, the guys up there, they're just amazing, and um, what they've been able to do recently as well, they've continued that trend, trying to get the locals back, and I think. Yeah, no lockdowns does help. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's just a community feel. And I think that really epitomises what we're trying to do is we're trying to create that community feel with um, with our beers. And our logo especially yeah. is, is um, designed to resonate with us as locals, but also we um, if people have got kids and have seen Oddball. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, okay. sure. Oddball and the Penguins. And Oddball and the who Penguins. Did, who designed the cans and the logo? Um, so the logo was done by Tommy McKenzie. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a train fella. Um, used to play cricket with him. Yeah. Um, he's a fantastic lad. Golden boy, look him up. Um, golden boy. Yeah, golden boy. That's his, what? That's, That's like his an Instagram handle? Instagram handle. Okay. Um, teacher down at Cobden and yeah. then moved to Melbourne. Um, he's now an artist, so we've probably done a really good job of getting him while he's cheap. Uh, <laughs> we started Joff time. Nah, you, you, yeah, you started yeah. it. Yeah, he's only, he's and, only famous now because yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, and we had a concept with um, with the waves, and we took it down to Star Printy. So Sammy Henderson down there, he um, he ran with our idea, and he's created what he's done, and we um, we can't fold it. it right. Looks... Oh, so the logo was done by one person, and then yep. the wave design at the back. Yeah. Which is the same wave, just different different, different colours throughout. Yep. yep. And that's what we. Oh, wanted. Star Printing did that one. Yeah. So yeah. at um, yeah, Terang and and Warnable, so kept as everything as we as close as we could to um, utilising the um, the talent that we've got around town. Yeah, I think immediately when you look at it, you it's Warnable straight away. Like, yeah. The dogs and the penguins don't exist anywhere else in the world yet, so that's it. Makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, it's it's yeah a bit of nostalgia, but also it's um it's very kind and, and appealing. So yeah, love it. All right, next uh, next next question from my barrage of questioning. Yes, I feel like this is like an interrogation. Sometimes. I love it. You love it, yeah. I love I, it. The best thing about this podcast is I, I message people about doing it. And sometimes they're like, oh, I don't know, because no, of the cameras and the microphones yeah. and stuff. But like, you get someone who's really passionate about whatever it is, mm. and that all disappears really quickly. And they just talk about whatever it is. Yeah. And that's they're 
you can just see how passionate they are about it. And I obviously see how passionate you are about home brewing. And yeah. not, only the, not only the brewing of it, but the, I think the business side of it too. I think, yeah. Um, like, I'm assuming that you didn't, like you did, you, you went from school, you went to school teaching, yep. went to uni for that, blah, blah, blah. So brewing the beers, that's the passion, et cetera, et cetera. The business side of things must have been completely foreign to you and you've had to yeah. learn so much about Absolutely. the business of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, being able to um, approach people um, to, and trying to sell stuff to them, no idea. Yeah. Um, we've now got 35 retailers yeah. and that's all through um, us scoping people out, talking to people, building relationships and... Um, people who know us as well, and then people jumping on because of what we do. So we're we're pinching ourselves at times because none of us are, are trained or know anything about business, business or marketing or no. advertising or anything. That's yeah. right, and we're learning on the fly all the time, and that won't stop um, yeah. because yeah, we we're not trained in that area and we don't know what's next <laughs> have you got but, people that advise you on this sort of stuff like yeah we do you obviously the face of it and, and yep. simon and uh yeah and the house yeah the house but have you got people again behind the scenes who are like you know if you want to distribute these things mm. further and market better this is what you need to do um yeah we've probably on that cusp of what's on that next bit in terms of marketing so we're constantly talking to people about how how we can make it bigger um, because bigger is more growth and growth yeah. is what we want. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Insightful Media that we came, I think, equal second in a competition as we first started. And yeah. it was her, um, her name's Tegan up at Shepherd, and, and she um, got onto us and said, hey, I'm just starting out as well, so um, let I'll, um, I'll, I'll do the same thing for you guys, but obviously you, you might you get the third prize. Or, but you don't get the first prize type of thing. And, oh, and she, that, was, that was marketing. Marketing, time, like marketing social media and all that. And that yeah. happened um, about this time last year, in okay. June, July. So you won an award and then the part yeah. of the, the prize for that was yeah. working with... Working with that person. Insightful media. Yeah, in, insightful media. Ah, cool. and, then, really good. Um, and then she's been on board with us since. So what you see on social media is um, we work with her and we design things together and then she... Then does she jazzes everything up? Yeah, it's very high quality. The yeah, stuff on your social media. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we um, yeah, absolutely stoked. My social media for Dirty Angel Comedy is literally me and taking photos on my phone. <laughs> like it's so shit. Yeah, and it only gets better when you um get a better phone, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, I've got an iPhone eight. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my marketing going. Yeah, that and then just you know a couple of little um, yeah, what do they call it? Um, edits and stuff with uh, yes yeah, on the settings but no it's, it, it's great yeah but it, like, I think that in its purest form is what you what people want so yeah. they want to see um, they want to see people who make it they want to get to know the story behind it and I think with our social media we, we're, that's what we're trying to create is a bit of um, that link between um, who we are and what we, what we offer and yeah. where we are as well so highlighting our um amazing town so all the photos you can go like i know where that is i know where that is yeah, yeah i know where that is yeah, yeah so hoping to do some more photos while um on a break right so um yeah but you want me to shave my chest and put a speedo on or something or? absolutely okay great yeah <laughs> yeah Sell a million. absolutely and we'll do bombs off the back of the break wall ah oh, perfect yeah <laughs> perfect yeah. right but, yeah um 
let's let, let's have a look at what's behind it because people yep. watching are probably intrigued. Yep. Because normally, you know, you go into barbecues galore or something and get a homebrew kit. It's this little yep. plastic drum with a lid on the top, and uh, that was your first one. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Of course, yeah, and that's what you would do if you were starting. Yep. Um, but this is not that, is it? No, no. <laughs> so this is um, several years of saving up and um, and growing. Yeah. Um, so with Simon especially, because uh, you know this is getting towards. The, um, the higher end of what you can do at home without breaking the bank. Okay. Um, so we've got two um, grandfather 35-litre um, uh, fermenters just here behind us. And right. um, the beauty of these things is you can manage a lot of this stuff from your phone. Really? Um, yeah, so it's all wireless. And, and yeah. with down below, you can't see it on the screen, but we've got a glycol chiller that controls... What That's the, this, it looks like a bar fridge. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, Sounds like one too, but yes. um, it's it sets the temperature of what it is, and it, um, so cold liquid would run through. That's like double walled, okay, and so it'll run liquid past it to keep it at a certain temp that it needs to be, right? And um, so liquid uh, as in water, yeah. Okay, so no, it's got yeah. glycol um, um, liquid in it at the moment. Oh, it's like so, a like a. Yeah. It's a bit of a, like a like syrupy a gel? thing. Yeah, gel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yep. no, just constantly cycles yeah. through to keep it cold. What's yep. actually in in the grain farther? Oh, at the moment. As in like what, what ingredients? Like what, what oh. do you put in there? Um, so that one there is almost finished. I think he, Simon's done another pale ale. Okay. So yeah, just um, working on different concepts with what one you're drinking at the moment. So mm. just changing the times. Um, yeah. And this one's finished. So he's... Um, probably be brewing on the weekend and um, create a new one to try and, and right. then just behind you we've got um, two, three, three taps um, so six yeah, six beers yeah. we can have on at one time at the moment we've got yeah. um, the Hefeweizen in, in, oh, in, on tap in, in, on tap in on tap but it's um, it's not quite ready so it's carbonating in keg at the moment so with right. um, with probably the next step on these ones you can actually carbonate inside keg ah. and then uh, inside the fermenter, sorry, and then you yes. can go straight into a keg and actually drink straight away. So cool. reducing your time a little bit. Yeah. Um, so. Right. So how long ago would he have put got this started? Um, <clears throat> two weekends, I reckon. Um, two weeks. So two weeks ago. Yeah. So two weeks. Yeah. Probably um, Saturday so put last week. Put all the ingredients week, so in. Throw yep. the hops in. Throw the yeast yep. in. So throw it, the... Yep. In his um in the cooker. And then transfer oh, yeah. it into the um, fermenter over here. So, oh, so the cooker that people can't see basically looks yeah. the same as that. But yep. Uh, yep. But it's got all your elements. Looks like a there. shop vac. Like on. It like does. A, yeah. It like does. a vacuum cleaner in your in your work. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then so tip it all into there. Yep. And then it goes in there for two weeks. Yep. And then. Yep. And then. How do you get out of there? Tip it out. So. Or does it got a. Um. There's, so oh, there's racking. The tapping. Um. Yeah. Ra they call them racking arms. So you um you plug in a hose and then you put that into your keg and then you try and transfer without any oxygen because oxygen kills beer. Oh, so, you gotta try and get in there with yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So you you um you pressurize a keg and then because um, CO2 gas is heavier than oxygen it will sit. Yeah. So then as the beer comes in the ga uh, the CO2 kind of pushes the oxygen out. Okay. And then what you get at the end of it is just CO2. Then you put more CO2 on, then that carbonates your beer as well. So, ah. yeah. So you can, go from, you can go from raw ingredients yep. to a beer that your mates can drink in... Oh, 21 days. 21 and, days. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's for what we kind of look at. Yeah. People are able to do it within a week. Oh. Yeah. 
because they don't care about the taste or because they, well, <laughs> uh, they've got better machinery or well, what? Well, um, it's brewing under pressure. So mm. with um, when you, you add your yeast, um, it, chews, it starts to chew all the sugars and it creates carbon. So you can't start to create CO2. So instead of it being bled out through, um, through an airlock, you can yeah. kind of use it to help create um, pressure and it carbonates ah. it as it goes, but it also speeds your um, speeds your okay. carbon uh, your your, your fermentation yeah. up as well. Like so, your, like your pressure cooker at home. Absolutely, yeah. similar, very very like similar. Yeah, chuck it in your lip, well, which I've never used by the way, so it's probably hardly surprising. <laughs> you understand the concept, so that's all right. <laughs> A good analogy that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. All right, so um, I asked you I asked you before about. So you, you are going to, um, let's say you go with your idea and four of you make a beer yep. and, and under the constraints of, okay, we're going to make a, um, I don't know, what would, what would be another, a, uh, yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably be looking at a pale ale. A pale ale. Okay. Yep. So, so you, you all make a pale ale. Yep. we everyone does blind testing and goes, right, I like yours. Yep. How do you, can you patent that recipe and say, the patent is okay for to, in order to make 50 liters of it you've got to have a kilo of this hops or something yeah. of this yeast and then this much water and that's my recipe and i'm going to paint that and if anyone else brews exactly the same beer that i'm having them in court. yeah i'm probably a little bit unsure actually of yeah. if you can patent the actual recipe but i think people with um with home brewing you kind of get a style and a clone of that beer and people yes. just go oh yeah I'll just make a clone of that I'll try I, I understand it it has these base ingredients yeah well because Coopers then, literally sell their own stuff they, that's right you can yeah. buy Coopers branded yep. stuff and, and make your own yeah. pale ale at home yeah absolutely and um, that's yeah. so they've, they've, they've obviously allowed that but if you wanted yeah. to paint one you, you're not sure if you can I'm do not too not. sure yeah. um, because we started making clones of all the big beers that we really like to drink yeah um, that's, how that's, how, that's how we started but then we yeah. go alright I'm going to swap this out that out and I'm going to add and bring this in then yeah. that's my beer or yeah. I've even changed the quantities of what they've used mm. and I then again I've just changed it so like you can have thousands yeah, sure, yeah. you can have thousands of recipes based off the one idea just yes. by changing minute little things. So um, like time, for instance, when you add things, like say adding hops through the boil, you can, you've just created a different thing because it could either be more bitter or more aromatic or even, um, yeah, or less bitter. So um, yeah, there's lots of possibilities. And I think, yeah. and that's how we got to our Southern Ocean is we brewed it three or four different ways. Yeah. And then people said, no, this is the one. That's the yeah. one. So did it start off as like a, a known beer and then you just changed so many of the things that yeah. it's now completely yeah. different? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, like down that XPA light Australian pale ale kind of style. Because, um, yeah, we're looking at what beer we'd love to drink. And, yeah. um, you know, there's three that really come to mind, which is the, um, the um, Pacific Ale from both uh, Fat Yak and also... Um, Stone and Wood and the yes. South Coast Ale from Pirate Life. We're like, oh, these are great. Oh, and okay. then under, yeah, yeah. Understanding what the colours are, we can kind of, of what the beer is, we kind of, uh, okay, they use these grains. And then oh, literally go, by holding it up to the light and looking yeah, at it? Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. can tell from that. Yeah, because yeah, um, the different colours um, from the grains will, yeah, like for instance, the one that you've got there, that's a Pilsner base because it's more like a straw where mine's more golden. So that's yes. a pale. Okay. Base malt, so yeah. So pale yeah. is the opposite of pale, because um, I would say 
as a colour, yeah. this is more pale than that. Yeah. But obviously as a beer. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's the thing. Like people, are, <laughs> but you can use pale malt in pale ales. Yes. And that's probably more what Coopers do because it is a darker kind of colour in beer. Yeah. But that's the light Australian like style that we're kind of, we've lent towards. Um, so like that really strawy hue kind of colour. And yeah, we've just, okay, we'll, we like this. Let's do that. And then let's use these hops because we like them and they're available to us. Let's yeah. go. And then, yeah, third go, we like, oh, that's pretty good. Hops smells like marijuana, doesn't it? And they're they're really d- bit closely related. That's, <laughs> yeah. Because I did a, a brew, what was it called? St- Steinman's Stein- brew? Yeah, Steinman's. And I said to them, I'm like, I think I might, might have bitten a bit or what it just... Did I do that? Yeah. Yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, this smells like marijuana, which I'm not... I probably haven't seen literally since I was about 16. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, they're like related. Yeah, very close related with, yeah, with the alpha and beta acids that are in them. So, right. um, yeah, whereas hops, are, um, they're a cone similar to marijuana as well. They're like you get cones and like, I don't know. <laughs> you see enough TV. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. yeah. You get, yeah. But yeah, so that, there is a reason why it does yeah. smell like that. Yeah. yeah but so, I mean, that obviously loses its flavour when you brew it because it, I've yeah. never had a beer that tasted like it. No, I don't that think, yeah, rank. a hemp beer. <laughs> That'd be, be rad. It'd be very interesting. It'd be, it'd be horrible, wouldn't it? I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll stick to hops. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> what's a, what, what's a, a recipe that you've tried mm-hmm. that you thought, oh, this will be, <laughs> this is going to change the world. And then it was just complete garbage. Um, <laughs> like, what did you put in there? Like, oysters to me seems like something you'd go like, oh, that's a ballsy move. Yeah. Um, the, what else have you... Oh, uh, not... They haven't really done anything as ballsy, I suppose. It's yeah. probably... We've been playing around with different sour beers. And right. I've... Um, you put an actual penguin in there. Like, it just... Yeah, penguin feet. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm sure they'll love that. One of the diet of natural causes. Mm, but... A bit of mutton bird over <laughs> at Port Ferry. Yes. No, I think... <laughs> I think we like the um, the t- more traditional styles. Okay. Right. Um, You're not going out, I know. No, I'm not going to go out on, <laughs> and use actual limbs. No, um, but I think I think adding fruits and all that kind of stuff is a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah, you can get a little bit creative. Like people have put seaweed in beers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So right. Well, that's a good option for the uh, the mess down at the pavilion. You yeah. Can, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You only, get that for free. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll sell really well too. Yeah, yeah. maybe you'd have to sell that to the tourists. So uh, like... Yeah, I can just imagine um, the guys down on the foreshore there that actually deal with that smell all the time. They'll <laughs> open a beer and it's like, nah, it takes me back to a bad time. Yeah, right. So yeah, probably not. But um, like f- fruits and flowers and all that kind of stuff. Those, yeah. So you can get really, really f- funky with those type of things. Have you ever just walked outside and looked at your plants and gone, I wonder what happens if I chuck that in there? Yeah, I think um, like your herbs and stuff like that, absolutely. Yeah, um, you but yeah. but you can also get that from hops as well, and the yeast you use. So you can get um, flavors that are closely related to say your thyme and all that kind of stuff and um, spice by actually adding um, adding different types of hops to it at different right. um, stages. But I suppose the most cr- creative beer I've ever done would be um, I called it the Christmas beer, and it was like eating a uh, drinking a um, Christmas pudding. Ah. So it was cinnamon, um, there was allspice, um, apple juice, um, which was actually not juice, it was cider. Yes. Um, and, and fireball whiskey. So um, <laughs> it was Jesus. it was a bomb. It was about 8%. <laughs> 
and um, a neighbour up the road, he had he loved it. He had about three, and you couldn't understand what he was saying yeah. afterwards. But he goes, "This is an absolute cracking beer." And I'm just going, "Yep." It was a cool night as well, and it warmed the cockles of the heart. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, but um, a little seasonal number you could bring out at Christmas time. Absolutely, and that was just purely because you wanted to get funky around Christmas time. Yeah. And all, and Do you remember the recipe? You got it written down? Yeah, it's it's, uh, uh, it's in the head. It's yeah. um yeah, and uh, there's so much um, technology out there for us homebrewers as well. Like yeah. this, um, I've got a recipe creator on my phone so um if i get an idea or hear people making different things it's like okay i'll write a concept down and then i'll go back and yeah work on it and try and create something (laughs) and i've got that christmas beer recipe um yeah so it could be a fun little july beer or something like that Oh, um, just, it, yeah, it's a warm. warm it's a, warm, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, warms the heart. You know, yeah, cold weather sort of beer. Absolutely, <laughs> but no, nah, good fun. And I think, um, yeah, we we kind of want to go around those traditional styles, but also jazz them up a little bit and put our own spin. And because you know we're homebrewers, you know we've brewed like seventy different beers styles between the three of us. So yeah. we um kind of understand, you know, what who drinks what and. Yeah what works well and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You've got to have your staple. I mean, you've got to have your ones that are yeah, selling yeah. and whatever. You can't just always make yeah. Christmas beers. No. And, <laughs> like, no. I'm going to make an Easter chocolate beer. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Like make an eggnog or, yeah. yeah. Um, cho- but like chocolate stouts are a big win. And, yeah. you know, hazy pale ales and also funky sours where they've, they've gotten plants and flowers from, you know, around them, even fresh salt as well from the ocean go yeah. walk in with a bucket and put it into beer like they do that yeah that's amazing so really local yeah yeah so we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll definitely do something like that once we get um our own tap room because yeah, yeah i think i'm trying to sell a thousand liters of that and can <laughs> might be a bit of bit of push turning up to your brewery with a tip truck of seaweed yeah dumping it on their front lawn and going brew this yeah absolutely that'll um I can imagine the you wife. Might not make any friends. No, I think the neighbours would would hate us. So we'll have to probably find a block of land that's well away. But no, I think um, the nostalgia of brewing is like people love it. They love seeing people cook food and stuff like that as well. So actually seeing people make the beer and hearing the story about it. Yeah. Because each beer is different and each comes from a different place. So yeah, I think that'll be what we want to do. Yeah. And, cool. And being in education I love passing on knowledge as well so I'd love to be able to do that and you know potentially you know work with the TAFE as well and bring more um, educate more brewers as well ah one of a brewing school yeah 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 absolutely instead of having to go to um, you know Ballarat, Adelaide or Melbourne it's like yeah yeah, or Bendigo it's like okay Warnable's big enough to you know probably draw a few people down so why not does it surprise you it probably surprised me that that isn't really a a local Warnable based brewing company at all yeah I know that the Flying Horse did one for a little while and and then Noodledoof here in in Kuroit Um, yeah yeah. and Sour and Piglet Boys down at Port Campbell yeah, 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 Port Carroll, yeah. So yeah. now we're getting yeah, a bit further, further away. away again. But, but Warrnambool based, um, I mean, and Noodles is only two year old or something. Anyway, yeah, um, so. and those boys have been brewing for, you know, a decade or yes. more. And yeah, elsewhere, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're absolutely fantastic. And yeah. the best thing but about it, it is yeah. they you could go up to them and talk to them about it and they're just so enthusiastic Are about, they, yeah. about yeah. the process, but also enthusiastic that we're trying to do it as well. Mm. Yeah, um, so it surprised you that yeah people haven't, Really take it off in Warrnambool? Um, uh, we are. 
I mean, you guys are now, but yeah, yeah. two years ago, if I asked you this question, oh. you'd be like, yeah, why hasn't anyone made like a Warnable local brewery with Absolutely. a local logo and a local... Mm. Yeah. Like the Flying Horse Boys, they definitely tried and, and like they would have been a little bit before their time too. Yeah. Um, if it had worked, like, they would have been... Yeah, it takes a lot of effort. Like you can't run a restaurant and a bar and also a brewery. Yeah, yeah at yeah, the same and time. Can yeah. And blah blah blah. There's a, yeah, a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, for them it's probably it was probably just a little bit out of reach. Yeah. But we would have loved it. I reckon as locals back then, um, mm. been especially being at uni, having to go up to the brewery, that would have been atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> it was atrocious. <laughs> Took all our money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> right. no, it was great. Yeah, you've, you've, uh, you've found, the, found the hole in the market that Wanamal needed and, yeah. and ran with it. It's good. Yeah, yeah uh, it definitely did. And I think we, have, we started a home brew club up in 2020 as well. And we got over a, 100 members in like a th- two or three weeks. We're like, <laughs> there is a community out here that are screaming out for something. Yeah. And so we're like, yep, let's... Um, Let's go one step, and let's you know that's what what's Warnable lacking. So yeah. you know, let's do a brewery. You know, potentially could even have a little homebrew side to it. But our core thing is yeah, just being able to make fun beers and letting people drink them. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Have I missed anything major? Have you missed any major points you need to get out? Um, oh, okay, we're just about, we're just about, about done. Yeah, I, nearly an hour. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Me talking for an hour. <laughs> Um, yeah, Punctuated with my stupid laugh, don't worry. I love it. Oh, it's great. It gets us through the day. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, it's just, yeah, it's it's growing big and more. Yeah. I think we're, we're just a bit dumbstruck, actually, that how much people have um, said how good it is, yeah. as well as um, the community support that have from businesses that have taken us on and are saying, yeah, well, we, we need more. Yeah. Um, can you keep stocking us? And right. Make... Are you able to make it as quick as people want it? Um, we've got to, we, we um, try and brew enough to kind of last us for a certain length of time. Yes. And then course. at that stage, so people can come in and, and pick up whatever they need. And then we go, all right, we're going to need to do X, Y, Z more and let's press play. So yeah. and that's what we're about to do, especially for the, um, the summer months, because yeah, we're tipping that we'll run out of what we've got now. So we have to press play. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm not that organised. I don't reckon I could do that. I'd, I'd be ringing them up in like November, going, "Oh, how quick can you get this stuff out?" Dude? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and that's been having it, like setting up those um, those relationships with those breweries. Yes. Can we actually fit in? And then they're like, "Yeah, no, you're good for it." Or so they're ringing go. you, going, "If you want something for summer, you need to have this booked in in two yeah, weeks." Yeah, pretty much. We're going to shut the books. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and that's yeah what we um, we try and do. You know, on the weekends, we set up a heap of ma- emails. So come, you know, Monday morning when we go to our day jobs, we press send and we kind of just sit back and, and after hours we're yeah. talking to heaps of people and yeah, um, stop. doesn't yeah. stop. But yeah, I think that's yeah the beauty of it that um, everyone's kind of just real cruisy in the, in the industry. But when things need to move, they make it happen. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we're just jumping on on board with the craze at the moment so cool so you say you say the people in the homebrew um you've got a, a, a group or yeah a, or um something. yeah wannable homebrew association yeah right so they look you up and you you could give them a, a if people are looking at it going oh i wouldn't mind getting into homebrew and then yeah you could give them a whole heap of advice and yeah, tell them uh, how to get started and, absolutely yeah, yeah. There's, there's um so many homebrewers in in Warnable that are way better than me yes yeah but just haven't <laughs> but, haven't ran with the business but they, um, they, don't, they don't want to but, yeah. no that's right that's the um and yeah. Like they, 
but they're so open and honest with you know what what um oh, I've made a mistake here. What can I do to rectify it? And, oh, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, do X, Y, and Z, and it's like, ah, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And you um yeah, or ask um is anyone available to come help with a brew or just even chat because yeah. everyone get when we get together, it's we're just talking and having I'm a sure couple of beers. A, few, uh, a calendar of tasting events as well in yeah, people's oh, garages. Like yeah, we've had a couple. Um, <laughs> we probably need to be a bit more proactive, but um, everyone's just really busy at the moment. Mm. So um, yeah, we we're looking to do a, yeah we'll do another Christmas beer run. So we'll do a big bottle swap. That's a lot of fun because yeah, you get a lot of different styles. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we don't put a a, um, a category on it. We just go go for, do what Try you this, like. What it is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because that's the um, that's the beauty of it all. So being able to do what you like doing and um, passing on, you know, that passion to other people. So yeah, yeah. Well, right, so if if uh, if I wanted to go and get a, a can of it or a glass of it somewhere here in in Wanamore, where would I go? Um, name me a few places, and we'll wrap it name up. Name a few places. Uh, so we're uh, just recently got into uh, Frolic Lane. So yes. yeah, go give them a buzz um, at Logan's. Uh, down along the foreshore at the kiosk at Simon's uh, Lawn Bar when it's up and running. Yep. Um, we're at North Point um, Bottle Shop at IGA, um, Swinton's IGA. Go give Benny a big pat on the back. I used to have 10 at the Cali, except I drank them the other night. Yeah, the Cali. Go, go, go <laughs> I'm say sure they've restocked since. Yeah, go, go see Lucas and um, yeah, um, demand a uh, Middle Island. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, we've got and people all through into Camperdown. Um, in Port Ferry, go to the golf course, go to the Oak and Anchor, IGA over there. Yeah. Um, like, we're just absolutely... Oh. It's actually, if, if people do actually... Yeah, look us up on... It's on the website. Social. Yeah. I, I, where, yeah, and you can type in where you live and it's yeah, popped and, up. Where yeah, it shows you yeah, Ararat and Caston up there, Portland, a little bit in Croyd as well. Like, like you, when we talk about it, you just got to sit back and go and pinch yourself. Go, <laughs> there is a, there are beers everywhere, which yeah. is just incredible. And it's, um, it's all off our own back. Like, yeah, hmm. so... Um, uh, hats off to the team and everything because yeah I'm, I might be talking about it but there's, there's a lot of people behind yes. me so yeah you're um, just a pretty face oh <laughs> you're generous <laughs> you're generous I think uh, it's just yeah someone who will talk an hour for you <laughs> yes, <that's right. laughs> no uh, uh, it's good fun and we love it so yeah and it's a, one big one big team so yeah just one moving part to moving the others so yeah it's great Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you uh, agreed to come on and, uh, well, I can cheers you with the, mm. the, the last drop of what I've got left here. Cheers, mate. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, everybody, head out and uh, grab something from Middle Island Brewery. Sam Munro, thank you very much. Thanks, Aiden. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>